I'm Jarrah Stone, and uh, we have with us in studio for our grand return, uh, Victoria Maxwell, or Vix. How you doing, Vix? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, and how exciting to be here on your return episode. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. I, it, it's all my fault, listeners. I'm sorry. But, no, no, um, no, no. It is not your fault. Just bad luck happened. And we had to pivot. And that's all that happened. It just took us a very long, hot minute to pivot. That's it. That's it. I, I needed to grieve. I needed to deal. Problems with moving. Maybe we'll talk about it on a mini-sode sometime in the future. If you don't already know. If you don't already know, it's also up on social media and on our Patreon page. So you have a better idea. But I don't want to make this all about me. Because Vix is here. And that means it's all about Vix. and a a lovely good morning in australia to you thank you yeah it's bright bright and early bright and early yeah is the sun even out yet uh it's just starting to come up okay yeah and then the sun is just starting to set for me it's still blazing hot in the middle of the day in the middle of the sky for me (laughs) I, you know, I, I, I got a gloat a little bit after moving from the desert. It was 78 all day today. I hate you with, with a burning passion. I hate you. I still love you, but I hate of, you. <laughs> the burning passion of 111 <laughs> degrees. I mean, luckily the past couple of days, it's, it's been okay. Uh, the weather has actually stayed a little bit cooler just because of uh, some rain, some cloud cover. It is our monsoon season. So... We have been dealing with a little bit of dust, but other than that, it's actually not as bad, but it still feels like walking out into a swimming pool. Mm, boy. And then it's winter, almost spring for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's winter. So we're, we're cold. <laughs> I'm cold. <laughs> I'm ready for cold. Come back. So we'll we'll take it for our turn, and then you can have it back for your turn. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Anyway, so Vix, you're here because you wrote a book that I have read. Um, by and Red ha- Red Wheel actually published it. It is called Witch Police: Empowerment and Enlightenment for the Modern Mystic. And obviously, we're going to talk a lot about this. But before we dive in to your book. I would like to ask you to share your coming of witch story, which I know you do talk about in the beginning of the book. So any non-spoilers you want to give? Yeah. Oh, I love talking about this. Um, Cause I feel like my story is a little bit different than other people's. And yeah. Um, so I kind of always felt like I was a little bit witchy and spiritual in some way. Um, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to this, but I was the kid who was collecting rocks and fascinated with crystals and all of that kind of stuff before I even knew, you know, anything about witchcraft and and magic, um, you know, pretending to make spells in the backyard and making potions out of the flowers that I could find and stuff like that. Um, and, as I kind of got older, um, started to find out more about witchcraft. And one of the, um, you know, big moments for me was when the craft came out in the nineties, um, which is like kind of an embarrassing way to admit that, you know, you got into witchcraft cause you saw a movie. Um, but I know so many people who <laughs> kind of had really similar experiences around that time. Um, at, that was like, at least half the people I know <laughs> that are in it are, are like that, that, that was my start was when the craft <laughs> came out. Yeah. I know it's so cliche. Um, but it was so great, right? Like seeing this movie where there was this group of teenage girls. And at the time, um, I think it was 1995 and I was in high school then. Um, and yeah, it was like, you know, these girls with this like power and it was like, they were really kind of you know, take it, trying to take it back. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. Um, obviously, you know, it went on a, went on a turn, um, towards Mm. the, you know, the end there. And we all learned some lessons about, um, you know, what to do with your power. 
um, which I think was important as well. Um, but yeah, that was kind of like, um, you know, around that time I was starting to kind of visit the local crystal shops in my area, um, and get really interested in, you know, what, what is this? Like, is this real? Is this a real thing that you can do? Um, and yeah, kind of went into it from there. And then a group of uh, my friends, like a couple of my friends who were quite into it, kind of more into it than I was at that point, um, invited me to be in their coven. And I was like, okay, I'll be in your coven, cool. Um, and that was a really interesting experience. Um, a lot of like really kind of magical things started happening and we were all a little bit freaked out to be honest at the time at least i was anyway um, i was like oh my gosh like this actually works you know like the idea of it is really cool and then you start doing it and you're like this is like almost too like it's too much the fact that this works so um you know i kind of went on my own path from there, like the coven disbanded, um, and I was still very much into it. So I was doing like my own practices and stuff, but there was still this little part of me that was like a little bit scared of it. Cause I didn't really, um, I, f I feel like at that time I didn't really understand it. And I didn't also have any understanding at all of like spiritual protection or how to kind of keep myself safe um, when I was doing this stuff. So I was kind of always a little bit on edge when I was like, I'm going to do a spell, but kind of always like, oh, my God, what if it happens? What if it doesn't happen? Um, and then I kind of uh, went on this really interesting journey where I started hanging out with um, a new group of friends who were Christian. And I kind of fell into this um, this kind of friendship group and eventually they started asking me you know do you want to come to church and I was like no like church is not my thing I'm not going to do that um and um yeah eventually I kind of they kind of wore me down and I was like yeah okay I'll come I'll come to church with you and see what see what this is about like maybe this is maybe there are some of the you know the answers that I'm looking for maybe I can find some of them here I don't know um so I kind of went along and then um long story short I became a born again Christian for a little while. Um, and that was a really interesting experience. Um, but after a few years of being in the church, I kind of started to see through the cracks a little bit. And I was like, this isn't fulfilling me. Like this isn't answering all my questions. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people who, have an experience in the church you know we start asking questions like where are the women like where is you know mother mother mary comes out once a year at christmas and like the rest of the time it's you know it's all about the masculine and um mm -hmm. yeah there are like quite a few other things you know like i never could never get behind the um the aspect of christianity that this is the one way you know and everybody else is wrong like I could never really kind of back that, that idea. So, you know, eventually I kind of left the church and went back on my path of, um, you know, I don't know what this path is, but I'm still spiritual. I still believe in, you know, some of this stuff, but yeah. And then it was kind of this long, slow journey for years and years where I would, um, you know, pick up crystals or pick up tarot deck or, you know, all these different kind of witchy things. Um, and then it was only really around 2011 that I kind of got this nudge to really get back on the, on the path. Um, I was kind of going through which I think is, you know, a lot of us get back on the path when we're going through hard times, right? Or like, oh, I'm not feeling, you know, I'm getting older and I don't know what I'm doing with my life and is this it, you know, like is it just do your nine to five and, and come home and have a beer and then do your nine to five and like is this, is this life? Like is this as good as it gets? Um, so, yeah, I kind of started to um, get back into the, into the, onto my path, I guess. And I had this tarot deck that I'd kind of been carrying around with me for a really long time through different, different phases of my life. And very occasionally I'd get it out and have a little bit of a read. And 
and put it put it back. Um, but I kind of started to really get the call to get the cards back out and, um, you know, actually really work out how to read them <laughs> instead of just turn the cards over and look at the guidebook, which I've been doing for many years. Um, so, yeah, and that was kind of the point that led me to where I am now, where I kind of started to, um, you know, reconnect with the tarot. I started to actually started to learn how to protect my energy. And I talk a lot about that in the book because it was, um, it was something that really had like such a huge impact for me. I was working in a really kind of challenging work environment at that time with a lot of people who were really negative and I was, I was really negative too. I'm not going to pretend I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't just as bad as everybody else at that time. Um, but I wanted to change, you know, I wanted to, I didn't want to feel like that anymore. I kind of wanted to, um, have a different experience. So I started working with energy protection. And then when I started doing that, I started to be able to hear my own intuition and my spirit guides more clearly. And then I got the nudge to start a spiritual blog, which originally was just supposed to be about me sharing my own experiences with kind of getting back on the spiritual path. Um, so I started to blog about the crystals I was using and um, some of my thoughts on the tarot and things like that. And people started to resonate with what I was saying, which I thought was really cool. Um, and yeah, then eventually I was kind of like, oh, I wonder if, you know, people like what I'm saying about the tarot. I wonder if I could do some tarot readings for people. Um, didn't really think that that was going to become a thing, but anyway, it did. Uh, people liked my readings and that was cool. Very, very unexpected. Um, yeah. And then it kind of just went from there. And then I started to teach these little online classes, um, teaching people how to protect their energy and basically do all the things that I've been figuring out for the last few years. Um, yeah. And then it just kind of, from there, it just kind of, started to grow and um you know one day i got the email from the publishers asking me it's actually the book was actually originally published by harper collins in the uk um and then red will wiser had picked it up for the us so yeah i got this email from harper collins and they were like hey do you want to write a book about being a witch <laughs> i was like this is pretty cool but so not where i thought i was going to be at this point in my life but okay let's do it um so that's basically my my story um yeah the the very short version of it but yeah i i like i like kind of like the uh, the dichotomy where you know a lot of a, a lot of witches that we've talked to they start out in the christian or catholic church and then become witches whereas you kind of you kind of turned it on its head a little bit you know you're 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 starting off kind of getting this this natural inkling of of the craft of things that are already out there and then and then you go into the church what, <laughs> yeah. what kind of like how how did that at, at least at the time and looking back onto it how did that affect you in in your own spiritual practice it's yeah it is interesting like um you know i got into i think i started going to church when i was about 17 18 so a lot of my friends were kind of going in a really different direction at that age right um mm -hmm. and i was like oh i'm going to church um having said that we did used to um the drinking age in Australia is 18. So we used to go to, we used to go out drinking on a Saturday night and then we'd go to church, <laughs> go to church the next morning, uh, which is, you know, some people frowned upon that, but, um, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. I think, you know, part of it was, um, I was so drawn to the, the practices of witchcraft, but I was also a little bit scared of it. Um, you know, like I said, I didn't know how to protect my energy. I didn't have anybody guiding me. I was just learning from books at that time. You know, we didn't have YouTube <laughs> back in those days mm -hmm. or podcasts like this. Um, so it was like, you know, you got your information from books, um, which you, you know, sometimes you read them properly and sometimes you didn't. Sometimes you skip to the, <laughs> the good bits, right? Like, um, yeah. So when I remember, like when I kind of first stepped into the church, there are a lot of things about it that I felt like I really needed at that time. So there was, um, 
there was this group of, of young people at that church who just were very welcoming and very friendly and it kind of felt a little bit like coming home in a way. It was like they, um, you know, they just took me in with open arms, which I was like, I've never experienced that before in my life, you know, like, wow, people are just accepting me and they want to be my friend just because I'm here. Like, this is, this is unusual. This is cool. Um, and that was really, really interesting. And then, um, you know, I think, I think one of the biggest parts about it for me was I felt really safe in Christianity, at least the church that I went to, which was, um, I'm not going to say it was that progressive, but it was a lot more progressive than some other, you know, some other churches. Like we had a lot of, um, you know, we were never like this church was never kind of anti-gay or anti, you know, anybody. It was kind of um, a little bit more progressive than that. But, um, yeah, I always kind of felt really safe there. Um, and, you know, eventually you kind of start to see that, okay, these people are really nice to my face, but then you hear, oh, so-and-so was talking about you and said that, and it's like, okay, you know, like the illusion starts to kind of shatter a little bit. Um, but, you know, even when I kind of left the church, there were still a lot of aspects of the, the Christian path that I've actually kind of taken with me into my, um, you know, my witchy path. And sometimes I call myself a Christian witch and people don't always like that because it kind of, you know, brings up a lot of stuff for people, especially I know so many people have experienced trauma in the church. And, um, you know, I was really lucky that I did, I didn't experience that. Um, and I think coming into it later kind of, um, helped me to, you know, have kind of, um, a little bit, I was a bit more sure in who I was, like not, not loads, but I was kind of, you know, I was, I was there from my own free will as well. Like I was able to leave any time. Whereas when you're born into it, it's a really different kind of situation. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you know, like I, I had this weird situation where my family and my friends were like, what are you doing? Like, why are you going to church? <laughs> like, this is crazy. Um, instead of, you know, trying to keep, keep me in the church, it was really, you, you know, like you said, it was, um, it's turned on its head a little bit. Um, but yeah, there was still a lot of things about Christianity that I did really like. And I think they're like the sort of core teachings of Christianity, you know, like, um, a lot of the things that Jesus said were actually was really good advice, you know, like love everybody. And, um, you know, the, the, the thing I loved the most about Jesus was the scene where he goes into the temple and he kicks over all the tables. And I was like, that's, that's my Jesus, you know, like that's, that's the kind of guy that, you know, I want to follow. Like, that's really cool. So I kind of took Jesus out of the church and I was like, Hey, let's go do witchcraft. And, um, I feel like he really came with me, you know, like I still, um, you know, I still talk to Jesus and Mary Magdalene and mother Mary and the saints, but, um, you know, like a lot of people do, I, I bring them into the, into the, the path of the witch. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because, um, I actually just did a, a week long, uh, witch camp where we were actually studying Mary Magdalene and kind of the, the whole encompassing of her priestessing and also when she did, uh, when she did follow Yeshua or, or Jesus, Emmanuel, whatever language that you, you speak or, or say his name in. Um, and coming from, I mean, personally, I was, you know, I, I was one of those born into forced to go every Saturday and sometimes twice during the week, Christians leaving the church. I, I feel the exact same way. I brought, and I call him Emmanuel. I brought him with me. And I even tell people, it's like, literally, he's he's a guy. Like, I don't worship him as a god or as a deity. He's just somebody who was there that I occasionally have beers with. <laughs> Love that. You know, and... and it's it's kind of it's kind of funny because like especially with everything going on now that you know we have social media and we're seeing a lot of the and I I hate to use this term but it's kind of true the witch hunts that are starting up again um a lot of it you know I I see 
Emmanuel kind of sitting and just going, this is not what I taught. Mm-hmm. And just kind of shaking his head. And, um, and it's, number one, it's comforting to know that there are other people out there who have that kind of similar experience. Um, but also it's just, it's, it's good to hear that even though there's a lot of the, the Christian backlash that people are seeing through the cracks and through the, through the veils that are there that the churches themselves are throwing up. Yeah. Well, I would definitely agree with what you said um, before you even dived into your story. Uh, when I was reading what you put in the book, it that, to me, it rang true that it's very different than any of any other guests we've had or any other story I've heard. And that's why we have this segment is that there's going to be somebody who hears what you're saying and goes, Hey, that's my experience. I bounced between different spaces and I came back to witchcraft, but I brought these things that I learned and liked with it. And so Mm -hmm. that's, that's important. And I appreciated it in your book, but it also kind of made me laugh. I'm like, I'm going to make her have to repeat everything she already wrote down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's an, it's a, it's an interesting story. Um, yeah. I I do, I, I do appreciate, you know, um, you know, cause I personally, and our listeners know this, I'm not that much of a reader. Uh, so hearing it rather than reading it, it, it's definitely, it, it, it comes off differently, especially from, from the person that wrote it. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that. Definitely. There is portions of it when you're talking, saying it comes off very differently than how I read it, especially your adventure through having a hard working environment, um, and how you dealt with that, um, it, it definitely, the way you said it kind of changed my opinion of how I read it. So, and now, now that you're on this side of the, of the pulpit, I guess, um, <laughs> what, cause I know you say, you know, you, you do kind of integrate what you've learned in the church into your daily practice. What are, what are a couple of things that you, you yourself kind of do for your daily practice that you're comfortable sharing? Mm, um, yeah, my daily practice is kind of like a hot mess these days. Um, so I usually start with a little bit of Kundalini yoga because that's like another one of the paths that I've kind of ended up going down. Um, and I do some breath work and I do a little bit of chanting and then I, um, then I do some energy work, which I kind of took from like the Reiki, uh, you know, the Reiki path. Um, do a little version of that, like, you know, clearing myself and my space and, um, yeah. And then I kind of take some time, you know, one of the things that I, um, well, I call, I call in all of my friends, you know, and Jesus is always included in that, in that list. Um, and that list has got longer and longer, like it gets longer and longer every time, you know, which I think a lot of people can relate to. It's like, oh, you start off with maybe like, oh, these are my two, my two deities that I call on. And then, you know, my list is just, it gets very long. Um, so, you know, it takes like 20 minutes just to kind of like call all my friends in and say hi. Um, yeah. And then I, um, I like to spend a little bit of time just in gratitude. Um, and, you know, I sit at, I sit at my altar and I just kind of go through, um, and just say like, you know, what am I really, what am I really grateful for? And then I do a kind of, what I would, what I would probably call like saying my prayers, but it's like a witchy version of that. You know, it's like setting intention, saying prayers, like, you know, this is what I want from my day. This is, um, the things that I could, I could use some help with. Um, and then after I've done all of that, I, um, you know, usually sit and like pull some cards for myself, some Oracle or some tarot and just kind of check in in that way. And then sometimes I kind of do a deeper meditation, um, 
or sometimes I just go to go and get on a podcast <laughs> and I have a chat about them. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of like a really interesting uh, mix of things. And, you know, for a long time, actually, when I got out of the church and got back on this path, um, I was really reluctant to call myself a witch because my path was kind of like, oh, it's energy healing and it's connecting with Jesus and it's like yoga and it's like all these different things. Um, so it actually took me a while to kind of reclaim that, um, you know, that title for myself. And I remember when I was, um, you know, as a teen around, around the time of the craft and everything, I remember, um, I actually went to a, a Catholic high school and I used to wear my, uh, my pentagram like so loudly and proudly, you know, like I'm a witch at this Catholic school. And I was like, so, you know, like, so proud to be a witch in that space. And I think part of it was like rebelling against, um, you know, what mm-hmm. everyone else is doing. But yeah, it was really interesting that it took me quite a few years to realize that actually what I do, like I am a witch and what I'm doing is witchcraft, even if it's not kind of like traditional Wicca or, um, you know, looks the same as other people's versions of, of witchcraft. So, yeah. yeah I, I call it cobblestoning, uh, cobblestone witchery. Mm, it's like that. Li- literally take, taking taking facets from different uh, from different religions, different sects, just to kind of forge your own path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely relate to that. And I think on that note, we'll take a short break. And we still have uh, Vix here with us, and we're going to go in a little bit more in depth into uh, into the book now. Autumn, I know that you have a copy of the book, and you've been reading through. What are your thoughts on it so far? I think, from what I've read, I think you really did do what you wanted to do, what you set out to do. Um, you told me that you wanted to write the book that you want, you would have needed and wanted when you started. Um, that you really did write a book that um, is very helpful to newbies. I would say you kind of gave a bare bones skeleton of everything that all witches need at the beginning. And that's hard to do in a book um, mm-hmm. that you you could like all the feet bones. I mean, I don't say that as a bad thing. I say that as a good thing. Like all the, all those little bones that you need, you got that skeleton built. And that's very important because sometimes you don't get every single little bit that you really kind of would need to start practicing. Mm -hmm. And I would say that you gave the important information that sometimes is missed in newbies. Obviously from what you experienced, you did give the protection portions like here's how to protect yourself here's how to do from start to finish this important stuff the building of your own practice and how to do magic safely um i appreciated that you did say and and remind throughout that the magic isn't from your tools isn't from the outside it's from within Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was such a, um, really the message of the book, really. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, the message of the book is almost like, you don't really need this book, (laughs) you know, like you Mm -hmm. can just, you know, go, go your own way and do your own thing as long as it feels good. And it it helps you with, you know, helps you in your life to Mm -hmm. kind of go where you want to go and experience life in the way that you want to experience it. Mm. Definitely. I also liked there were certain sections that I haven't seen in witchy books before or yet that is very time appropriate, um, like internet, protecting yourself on the internet and shielding mm. and how to handle internet emotions or TV emotions. I've, I've heard other people like other witchy books, write About like putting, covering your TV screen or always having it on the black screen. Isn't good. I've heard stuff like that, but like you're going in and talking about like, that's going to bring emotion and feeling and 
energy into your house, what you watch affects not only you, but your house. And that I liked because when, um, when I was in a relationship where we would have really bad fights, I would have to go in and smudge. And I never really thought, hey, what I'm watching might also give that lingering energy throughout the house as well. And I really liked that you brought that up and kind of that's where I started thinking and that's what started engaging my brain. Mm, yeah. And I think it's, um, you know, it's not to say that because I know like some some spiritual books and witchy books will say like, never watch anything negative, never like, you know, like never have a negative conversation or never watch anything that's a little bit dark or scary or creepy. Um, and I don't think that's the answer unless of course, you know, you don't want to personally, right. then, you know, that's cool. Um, Apparently those I, people have never, have never turned on a TV or been on the internet more than five minutes in their life. Right, right. Um, well, like I, I'm yeah. a criminologist and people in my house aren't. So I can watch very violent, very mm. terrible real life things that happen and not blink an eye and it not bother me. But my, if it's playing while my roommates are playing, wow, they are affected on a whole level. I can't even comprehend. And it's like being conscious of that and not only like it doesn't affect you now but that energy that feeling that thought like you might still be thinking about it when you go to bed and most mm. people know that like those it comes up in your dreams but then that's sitting in your house it's sitting under your roof yeah but it's easy to clear that right yes it is and it, yeah. it's the same way you would clean up any other energy it's just mm. being conscious that that is necessary mm. and maybe yeah. that that is something that you need to remember to clean up before you do magic. Mm. It's so easy to yeah. enjoy a, a um, horror film on Samhain and then go do your magic and not think, hey, I need to let that go too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think, um, sorry, I was just going to say like social media for me has been um, – like I didn't notice for ages. Like I thought, oh yeah, I just pick up my phone and scroll and put it down and it's not, you know, it's no, no big thing. Um, but then I started to feel like every time I opened my phone and looked at Instagram, I was kind of opening up this portal of energy <laughs> that was like affecting me, affecting my space, affecting everyone around me because it was affecting me. Um, so yeah, that was like an interesting kind of realization as well. Yeah. I, I wonder how many of our listeners are going just like, my right <laughs> Yes. Only follow things that bring you joy. Even it like, mm. yeah, I, I'm a big proprietor of read the news, know what's going on in your world. I know it's hard. It hurts, but know what's happening. Have an idea of, because you're walking through that energy just because we're on different continents than Ukraine doesn't mean that Ukraine isn't affecting us, whether we know about what's happening mm. there or not. And whether you know whether there's a COVID surge or not, or monkeypox or any of these things, yeah, the news is depressing. But being aware of those things helps you defend against those things. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan of um, knowing what's going on. But for me, um, I don't like to watch the news, but mm -hmm. I follow the news online. So I have more control about, you know, when and where and, um, you know, which articles I'm kind of deciding to click on and, you know, I get my headlines and I'm like, Oh, I want to hear more about that rather than, um, you know, sit down and watch two hours of <laughs> the news, just playing, you know, the same thing yep. over and over again, all the footage and everything. Yeah. I do the no, same I'm, exact I'm thing. Yeah, I'm very selective where it comes to where, where I get my news mm -hmm. from because, you know, I, I don't I don't subscribe to, you know, just being of a linear thought when it comes to the news. I want to hear, you know, I do want to hear both sides of the story and I want to I want to be able to make my own educated judgment on it. And that's that's what I look for when I look for my news. Like, honestly, the, on YouTube, there's uh, a, a guy who who does the news. He's he is he is biased but when it comes to presenting the news he gives all different aspects of it and he's just saying you know this isn't you know i'm not going to give you my opinion on this this is for you to formulate your own opinion but here is here is what we know these are all the facts and i've noticed ever since you know looking towards news sources like that it's a lot easier to to stomach the news 
And going back to your book, I liked that you did mention making sure to take breaks from social media and things like that. And one of the things I highly suggest is going through your social media. And if you have somebody who is a negative Nancy or a negative Nilly or whatever word you want to use, I have a coworker who's Nancy, so she doesn't like that phrase very much. But (laughs) if you have somebody who is always harping on the negative, um, if you're not into turning off your social media 100%, you can snooze that person. Mm. You can take a 30-day break, see if they're doing better later on. See if your emotions are doing better. You could block somebody and you can unblock them if you need to. Or um, I always say unfollow somebody. Like if it's a family member that you still need to be friends with on Facebook, you can unfollow them. They don't need to show up on your feed. They don't, that Mm. does, you don't need that every day. And that's a big part of what I do all the time. I reassess is this somebody I want to interact with on a daily basis. Now that I've moved away from a majority of my friends, it's like, okay, is this somebody that I do want to keep in touch with? Because this is how we keep in touch in the 21st century. So I, I liked your like reminder of taking those breaks for yourself is very important for your energy. Those do That does affect your magic. It does affect your practice. It affects which gods and which spirits come at you or, or you can invite in. Sometimes they're like, I don't want to touch you with a 90 foot pole. You're covered in yuck. <laughs> and sometimes they're like, Oh, I like the yuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, like, like I've read so many books that talk about energy protection in this way of, well, it's white light and it's casting circles and it's candles and it's crystals but sometimes you do just have to like unfollow people that are making you feel bad. Um, and that's, to me, that's a huge, huge part of it, you know, avoiding those situations that are completely draining you and just, yeah, like that's it. That's, that's energy protection, right? So what other, um, what other big points do you, do you have in the book that you, that you want somebody to pick up the book and just say this specifically speaks to me? Mm, That's a good question. Um, I think like we already said, you know, that, that part of the magic is within you and it's really about your intention and um, living an intentional conscious life. Like to me, that's, that's what magic is. And I think, um, you know, in my experience, I've, I think a lot, a lot of people experience this too, especially when you're at the beginning of your path. You know, we do the spells and we do all the things that the books tell us to do. But if you don't have that sort of intentional conscious peace working with you, it kind of just becomes this lip service of, oh, I'm going to do this spell and then, you know, carry on my life as usual. Like, oh, I'm going to do a spell for protection because I feel like everyone's against me and everything, everybody wants something from me and I can't, can't handle it. And then you do your spell and you go on social media, <laughs> like looking at, you know, so-and-so is like, oh, why is this person? Oh, I'm like, why am I always feeling like this or whatever? Um, so I think, you know, a big, big part of the book was that, that I really tried to include You've got the witchy part of the work, which of course we know we we know that it works. Um, you've got that part that's like, okay, you're setting the intention and you're doing the spell and you're creating the thing or you know whatever it is. But then once you're done, you're kind of taking the action steps in the 3D world, and that was um, you know something that I had to learn on my journey that, you know, it's, um, and I mean, you know, there's always that, that spell that you do where you do just do the spell and you forget all about it and something happens and it's like, wow, you know, that was, that was great. That, that happened for me in that perfect way. Um, but I found in my magic, most of the time, most of the time, like, you know, you do your spell and then you do your work and that's how you, um, that's how you create the magic. So yeah, it was really important to me to, um, kind of touch on that you've done the spell now what you know rather than here's another book of spells where the spell for everything that you could ever want but um you know what do you do once the spell's done do you just 
live your life as normal? Do you, you know, do you just kind of forget that you ever did it? Or do you then try to like kind of take that spell with you? And um, one of the things I really love about Kundalini Yoga is they talk about that you can put things into your aura and I really love that. And I always think that, you know, when we're doing a spell, when we're doing some kind of magic, it's like you're putting that into your aura and then you're, you know, you're carrying that with you. Um, it doesn't just, you know, the, the candle remains don't just kind of stay on the altar or go in the bin. It's like that work that you've done, that magical work, it becomes a part of you. And then you can move through the world kind of carrying that um, instead of just that's my magic and that's my that's my life. It kind of all starts to become, um, become part of you, which I think is a really cool way of thinking about it. In writing and preparing for this book, what was something that you, uh, that you yourself kind of learned and kind of took away from the process of the creation of this? Mm. Oh, I love that question. Um, I think for me, like a huge part of it was, um, you know, I'd been manifesting, trying to manifest um, some sort of like book deal or, you know, I was thinking about writing, um, self-publishing a book, like some kind of magical witchy book. I've been thinking about that for a really, really long time. And I actually had um, a publisher get in touch with me about a year before HarperCollins did. Um, and they were really keen to work with me. They took me out for, for drinks and stuff. And they were like, we really want to work with you. And I was like, Oh, it's happening. Like, this is it. Like, it's, you know, this is, this is moving forward. This is really cool. Like I'm manifesting it. I'm making it happen. Um, and at the last minute, you know, we talked about contracts. We went through the whole, the whole conversation. Um, and then I just didn't hear from them for ages. And I got back in touch and I was like, you know, how's, how's it moving forward? And they're like, Oh yeah, we're not doing that now. <laughs> and I was like, okay, dreams dash, like, you know, spent, spent a few days just being like, well, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Um, so, you know, when this kind of second chance came around, I had a lot of kind of beliefs around, you know, it's kind of carrying this, like, oh, don't get too excited because maybe it won't happen. Um, and yeah, there was like a lot of stuff that I had to kind of deal with within myself around, you know, can I actually do this? And who am I, you know, the old, the old question that always comes up, like, who am I to write a book about witchcraft? You know, mm -hmm. like, and it took me like, you know, 20 years to even identify as a witch, <laughs> like even use that word for myself. Um, so it was kind of going through all of this internal struggle um, and then kind of, you know, by the time I came out the other side of that and I was like, okay, I can write this book. Like this is, this is, you know, if I wasn't supposed to write it or if I couldn't write it, I wouldn't have been asked to write it. So, um, you know, I sat down to write it by the, by the time I sat down to write it, I had a month to complete the whole book. <laughs> I was like, I can oh, wow. totally do this. This will be totally fine. Um, so yeah, so it ended up being this process where I was like, you know, dealing with all of my, my inner stuff. And then I just got to the point where it's like, I just have to write this book now. Like I just have to sit down and do it. Um, and it was really a beautiful experience because I feel like um, it ended up being really easy. And I think it was easy because it was all of the stuff that I had been doing myself for so long and I'd been teaching it to um, my students. And so it was kind of like, um, it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of, you know, share quick, really quickly sit down. It was almost like oh, I'm really quickly going to sit down with a, with someone who's starting on this journey and just share with them everything that I know. And it was just kind of like, oh, I've got to tell them about this and got to tell them about this other thing. And, yeah, and then it kind of, you know, luckily it, um, it all kind of happened. But I think it's really interesting because there's this idea in the spiritual community right now Um where, you know, like you see a lot of people are getting book deals, a lot of people are creating decks and, you know, doing all of these things. And um, sometimes I think you look at that and you're like, oh, wow, you know, like, oh, that person must really, you know, have it all together. But, um, you know, we're all still, everyone's like working through their stuff. And then, of course, you know, you send, you send the manuscript and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, what are they going to think of it? <laughs> like, what are they going to say? Is this even what do? they wanted? Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, then you go through that whole thing. Um, and then they send back the edits and you work with them on that. And then, you know, and then you think, oh, everything's fine now. And then the book 
comes out. And then you've got this whole next layer of what are people going to think about this? You know, like what are people going to say on the Amazon reviews and Goodreads reviews? And, (laughs) you know, it's quite a, quite a ride. Um, And I've had some really interesting reviews as well posted. A lot of people have said, you know, this is such a great book for beginners and it's really helped me on my path. Um, And there's also been some people who were really disappointed that it wasn't witchy enough Um, you know, like it wasn't advanced and witchy enough. And it's kind of like, it's called witch please. And it's pink. (laughs) Like, I don't know what people are expecting from a pink book called witch please. Like it is a beginner's, it is a beginner's book. It really is. Um, you know, like, like I said, it's the book that I wanted like years and years ago to help me to kind of, um, not just do the spells and connect with the deities, but also, you know, bring it into my life and help me to understand that this isn't just something that you do, you know, when you have a spare 20 minutes on the weekend, like this is a way of life. Like this is, mm-hmm. you know, how to live a, live a magical life. So yeah, it was, a, it's a real process, like writing, writing the book and mm-hmm. seeing it, seeing it come out in the world. But yeah, it's amazing. But yeah, it wasn't, wasn't always um, that easy at times. Right. So talking mm-hmm. about looking at the book, was the how much input did you have on like the cover art and the name and things like that? <laughs> I love this question. Um, because when <laughs> they told me what they wanted to call it, I uh-huh. was like, no, 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 no. I was like, this is like this is a serious book. Like, yes, it's for beginners, but there's still you know, it's not, um, like there's quite a few books out there at the moment that are kind of a bit tongue in cheek and they're kind of jokey and they're kind of like, you know, these little gift books that are, um, you get the feeling that whoever wrote them may not even be like a practicing witch, you know? Um, and so it's kind of like, I wanted to be, I wanted to, ha- you know, have that feel that this is a beginner's book, but it's, you know, it's gonna, it's also, you know, it's serious. This is serious work, right? Um, so when they said they wanted to call it Witch, please, I went back and forth with them so many times. I was like, you can't call it this. Like, you just can't. <laughs> and then they were like, we think it's really empowering. And I was like, really? <laughs> really? Um, and in the end, they were like, well, it's kind of too bad because, you know, we think this will we think this will sell. Like, this is what we, what we want to call oh, it. Okay. Um, yeah. And then I kind of, I was like, well, that's, you know, that's out of my hands. Um, but when they showed me, when they sent through the cover art and that wasn't, I didn't have any input in the cover art at all. Like they didn't even, you know, it wasn't even like, what do you think about this? It was just like, here's the cover. Um, but when I saw it, I was like, this is beautiful. Like, this is really cute. Um, so I really, really loved the cover. I thought that it was like, so, so great. Um, and different too, you know, like it was a different kind of, um, different kind of cover than you usually see on a, on a witchy book. Um, and yeah. And then like, you know, when it came out, it was really funny because a lot of people were like, um, when I started to tell people on social media about the name and share the, the cover, people were like, I love the name of this book. <laughs> and I was like, really? <laughs> They're like, it's so cool. And, um, yeah, so many people have loved the name. So that, you know, that was an interesting experience too. I had all this resistance and, um, <laughs> I guess I had a lot of, you know, my own judgment around, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I wouldn't pick up a book called Witch, Please, but, um, you know, I kind of moved moved through a lot of that and I was like, it's catchy. (laughs) It's catchy. (laughs) That is very true, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I will say that I feel like the cover really does match the tone throughout. Yeah. Uh, I think it's bright, it's fun Mm. and that you kind of brought in the beginner basics and made it light and fun and, and just really it, it's shiny. It catches your eye. Um, yeah, I can see why you would be resistant to the name, to be honest. Uh, the name actually drew me <laughs> yeah. at first, but it gave me the wrong impression. I'll be 100% mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually made me think that it was more like, here's all these pitfalls that beginners come into and let's fix those. And it was kind mm-hmm. of more like a, a witch please, like, yeah, let's, let's back up kind of thing. And that wasn't <laughs> the book at all. And maybe that's just the way that I take that phrase. Um, yeah. So I, I understand where you're coming from, but it also did draw me in. 
So mm-hmm. I think they, they know what they're doing over there at Wiser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one thing I kind of like about it too, is it's almost like, um, you know, the title kind of gets you, gets you to pick up the book and then mm-hmm. it's like, you know, whatever, get whatever gets you in, you know, yes. whatever gets you in. And then 100%, you get, whatever you, gets you, you, in. you Yeah. Whatever gets you in the door. And, you know, at the end of the day, you look at it and yes, the title is kind of provocative in a way, (laughs) but being a witch is provocative in a way. Mm, And mm -hmm. and then the the cover doesn't lie. It's like you're about you're about to dive into some serious stuff. I really do think. Yeah, it's pink. I get it. But (laughs) it's still it's if you know who Wiser is, you know it's serious stuff. And so that's why I think they weren't worried about giving you a pink book with this title. Is like, no, 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 no. We don't play around. We don't pick people. And obviously it wasn't Wiser who originally picked you up. But, I mean, I'm sure that their partner um, doesn't mess around either. And so it's like, okay, there's substance here. Let's bring in the fun because you have a lot of fun. Your personality shows through. You're bright, bubbly, fun person. Obviously we're having fun. So that's, that's the feel that's in the book. I'm, t- I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean it. Uh, that's the feel in the book. This is fun. This is exciting. This is new. And I think really, if you hand this to a brand newbie, you're catching him and catching them in that moment of the door just opened for witchcraft for them. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect book to hand somebody who's like all of the possibilities of witchcraft are right in front of them. Their eyes are huge. You hand them this book and then all of a sudden they have this great beginner's like basic instruction that is kind and nice and fun. And some of the newbie books are very not Mm. kind or fun there do this do that be careful Mm. about this this is going to be bad you bring up all these like protection things in a positive way of hey think about this hey this is a thought um this is a problem i had i don't want you to have that problem so here Mm. was my solution and maybe it'll work for you and it's that kind of energy that you bring out into it yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Cause it really, really does feel like, um, you know, all of my work, like since I started kind of blogging and teaching and doing readings and everything, it's always been serious work, but it's always kind of come from that place of, you know, we can, we can still have fun with it, you know, like we can still, um, look for the positives and kind of like go, go from it, you know, on that kind of side of side of things. And, um, I think what's cool about the book as well is like, you can go where you want from there. If you read that book and you're like, well, this was a great intro, but actually I want to go to the kind of like occult section next, you know, I want to go down that kind of like more darker kind of occult vibe. Like, I think that's more me Then you can go there. If you want to go into Wicca, you know, go in that direction. Um, if you resonate more as like a light worker, which is, you know, a phrase that a lot of people in my community would use for themselves. Um, it can take you there as well and kind of go in that direction more of like manifesting and law of attraction and all of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's like, it's not a book that kind of, puts you in any box. It's like, here's some basics and then go where you feel called to, called to go from there. I agree with that, that statement very, like just reading it is very much, I'm not going to put you in a box. You're going to find where you need to go. And there Mm -hmm. is no, um, that's a good word. I don't want to say religion, but there's no dogma. Mm-hmm. is it is beginner witchcraft with no dogma and yes. i think that is going to be important to some people that they get that witchcraft just witchcraft without the dogma situation so that they can feel that openness because mm-hmm. every yeah. newbie book i read was wicca base yeah yeah. And <laughs> nothing against Wicca. I mean, I still heavily use a lot of Wiccan things and still lean on Wicca a lot. I won't call myself a Wiccan now. 
but uh, I still use a lot of that. So there's no negativity to that, but having just witchcraft in its mm. purest beginner's structure, mm -hmm. it's something that wasn't there before. Yeah. yeah. And I think my, um, my experience in the church helped me as well to kind of like come out of that and be like, I don't want to live with like, I don't like, there's so many good things in all of these parts and all of these different kind of, um, you know, different movements of, of magic. Um, but yeah, I always, I've always struggled when someone will say, this is how you have to do this thing. Like, you know, your spell will not work if you don't have this herb, picked on a full moon from, you know, wherever. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the same herbs in Australia that like a lot of these, you know, in these witchy books, it's like, we don't have half of this stuff. So yeah, it's kind of like, well, you got to like use what you've got, right? Mm -hmm. Make it your own. Mm. Being in the Sonoran desert too, like the seasons are different. You have to readjust the whole wheel. Mm. Yeah. So, of course, Witch Please, Empowerment and Enlightenment for the Modern Mystic by Victoria Maxwell can be found on Amazon. Uh, but for those of the of those of our listeners that don't want to feed the Jeff Bezos demon, <laughs> um, where else can we find this book and where can we find you to follow you on social media? Yeah. Um, as far as I know, you can find the book in most online bookstores. And I know that a lot of um, witchy stores and crystal shops and things like that are also stocking it, um, which is nice to support your local your local witch dealer. Um, and if you're wants to connect with me, uh, the best way is to just go to my website, which is newagehipster.co. Um, or you can just Google new age hipster and you'll find my website. And from my website, you can find all my social media and all of that stuff as well. And you have a Oracle deck coming out. I have, um, I had an Oracle deck come out last year. It was called Angels Among Us. Um, and it, the premise of the Oracle deck is basically we made angels look like just regular people because <laughs> we wanted to really kind of bring the angels back down to earth and be like, we, you know what, they're just, they're just like people that you can sit down with, um, you know, like have a beer with Jesus, have a cup of coffee with goddess Isis, you know, whatever your thing is. Um, and yeah, and so we've got another a second um, deck in that series called Goddesses Among Us, which is coming out in October this year. So that's all um, modern goddesses um, to help people kind of connect in a in a new exciting way with the deities. Awesome. Nice. Well, Jara, yeah. where can people find you? Uh, of course, you can find me online. I actually did change my uh, Instagram <gasps> handle, so let me pull, let me pull that up here really no quick. No more underscore underscore underscore. Oh no no, there's 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 still all the underscores. Oh, okay. uh, now it's uh, now it is, aka underscore Hagrid underscore cosplay. Mm. Uh, that so that's definitely there on uh, on the Instagram. Um, now that. Con season is uh, is upon us, and uh, hopefully, with the dreaded virus starting to at least somewhat uh, stave off, I might be going to a couple more conventions here in the near future. So keep your eye open for some uh, interesting new cosplay content from me, and uh, of course. Where can they find you, Autumn? Well, I still have my blog, though it hasn't been updated in quite a while. Um, and that is Autumn, or sorry, she's, it's been a while. Iron Wolves. You, you don't know your own site? <laughs> no, not anymore. <laughs> Iron, Wor Wolf, bleh, Iron Wolf Circle on WordPress. And I should probably put a blog up about my experiences since our hiatus started. Um, you can also find me on Facebook and on Twitter as Autumn Wolf and Instagram. Our Instagram is controlled by me. That's Millennial Pagan Podcast or Pagan Pod at Instagram. And um, also on our Patreon, which is Millennial Pagan Podcast or Pagan Pod. I'll see you in our Facebook. 
And uh, Vix, thank you so much for taking some time out to, to speak with us today. And uh, hopefully, you know, we, we want to make sure you have all the continued success and in your writings and in your in your Oracle decks and everything that uh, that you're bringing to our witchy community. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really so much fun to speak to you both today. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So from all of us here at Millennial Pagan Podcasts, wow, it's been a little while since we've said this. Let's see if we can get it right this time. Merry meet. Merry part. And, and merry meet, meet again. again. I didn't say meet this time. Are you sure I heard a D? Yeah. <laughs>